With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution coming at you today with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. It's been a while, and for that, I apologize. Um, I've been catching up on some things, some downtime, but there's been some news recently that I thought I would like to address in today's episode, which you can find on iTunes. Um, I thought first I would address some player rumors uh, involving Atlanta United, what I think they may mean and how I think they may affect the team. Uh, There's a couple that are related. Uh, The biggest one is, of course, the uh, report from a South American journalist that Atlanta United is willing to pay as much as $14 million for Argentinian center attacking midfielder Ezekiel Barco uh, from Independiente in uh, the Primera Division in Argentina. That would be by far the largest record paid uh, by an MLS team for a player. I think it would break the record set uh, by Atlanta United for their purchase of Miguel Almiron, which was between 8 to $9 million um, uh, last year from Manus in Argentina. Uh, Bronco, Barco is considered one of the more up-and-coming uh, players in the world. He made the uh, top 100 young players list uh, on one publication. The big question for me is where would he play? Uh, it's the same position as Almiron. Uh, does this mean that Atlanta United would be willing to sell Almiron in the winter transfer window? You're all very familiar with the reports uh, that there have been interest in him from teams ranging from Newcastle to Arsenal to Inter Milan. AC Milan denied interest. Don Garber at a symposium today said that the league turned down a $15 million offer for an Atlanta United player in the past few months that would seem to be Almiron. It could have been Joseph Martinez also. It seems likely that it was Almiron. So does that mean that the team would sell Almiron in the winter window uh, in order to pay for Barco? Because as you know, uh, the team already has three designated players. The league only allows three designated players. Uh, To bring in Barco, he would definitely be a designated player. That means the team could buy down uh, either Martinez or Viaba using allocation money, which would turn them from a designated player into a regular player in MLS rules and allow them to bring on Barco. But then what would that mean for Yamil Assad? Uh, he was an integral player for Atlanta United in, in their playoff run last season. Um, he was on loan from Sarsfield in Argentina. Unless he were to come on loan again for another year, it would seem likely that Atlanta United would have to purchase his contract 
and pay him a salary that would also make him a designated player. So, could Atlanta United, do they have enough in allocation money that they could buy down Martinez, buy down Viaba, and bring in Assad and Barco? Let's say they were able to do that. Where would all of these guys play? If you put Barco in the middle, that would shift Almiron over to the left, which means where would Assad play? Would they play him at left back, where there's a hole right now until they figure out what they're going to do with Greg Garza? Or would they start Mikey Ambrose? Um, would Martino potentially switch the formation from the 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 that he played last year to a 4-1-4-1 uh, or to a 3-5-2? Uh, there's different options that are available. He seems, uh, Martino seemed pretty adamant that he was going to play that 4-3-3, but then toward the end of the year you saw them switching to kind of a 3-5-2 or a 3 2 uh, four one. If my math is right, yeah, three two four one, kind of a thing. Um, he'd have to do something to get all this talent on the field. That's for sure. They wouldn't buy these players in order to sit them. And then you've got the whole Andrew Carlton, Chris Goslin thing out there. You've got Julian Gressel out there. Where would he play? Would a side play left back? Gressel play right back to get both these guys on the field. Um. There are a lot of moving parts. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen, if any of these are even true. Uh, I have skepticism about reports uh, from media in South America. I don't mean to disparage what they do, but standards are different there than here. I'm not saying either is better or worse, uh, but they are different. Um, there have been so many rumors about so many players that have turned out to be not even remotely close to true. So I'm not quite sure what to believe and what not to believe. The other big news today uh, was MLS revealed the four uh, finalists for expansion. Uh, for, I assume, the 2019 or 2020 seasons. Uh, they are Sacramento, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati, and Nashville. Uh, a lot of people seem to think that Sacramento and Cincinnati are the favorites. I would personally, just for a fun standpoint, love to see Nashville come on board. Um, it's a lot closer. It would be a much better geographic rival. It would seem to be, though, that if Columbus loses its team to Austin, that Cincinnati and Sacramento would likely be the two favorites. I'm not sure why sac why another northern california market would be good for major league soccer um but we would have to see I, I don't know what their thinking is i'm not a member of the expansion committee obviously and i have no insight into what they're doing uh but that would be interesting uh the other piece of news uh in the past couple of weeks was atlanta united revealed which players it had reveal or it had picked up options on or not picked up options on and kind of the big mystery is what is going to happen with jeff lorinowitz um he went last season from a guy who wasn't projected to start to a guy who became crucial uh, to Gerardo Martino's plans, playing defensive midfielder, playing center back, always being in the lineup uh, regardless of what was happening. Um, I don't know if he had an option and they're trying to figure out the option or if they're trying to negotiate a new deal. If Lorenowitz wants maybe two years instead of one year, that would seem to make sense to me. Um, I don't know if Atlanta United would want to commit to a guy in his 30s for a two-year deal, especially when they have Chris Goslin, who 
I would think is expected to become a starter in 2019. Um, so all that is going to be really interesting to follow. Um, I expect there's going to be a lot more news about this coming up. I'm going to keep this podcast short today, uh, but I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Follow us on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And again, this is Doug Robertson wrapping up Southern Fried Soccer. Thank you. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.